We wouldn't be able to keep this archive going without your support. Donate online today at wyxr.org. Here we go. Here we go. On this Monday evening. Yes, yes, yes. It is the 22nd day of January 2024. Six o'clock straight up, which means uh, it's time for Real Talk Memphis. Uh, Great to be back here, of course, after a week of weeks that all of us have had with the snow and with the ice. And now it is raining outside. But guess what? Everything uh, looks like it's settling down. Uh, we are we are uh, starting to remove ourselves from the deep chill that we have been under uh, for the past week. I hope that it has uh, been good to you. I hope that you haven't had too many issues or difficulties or, you know, having to take your car to the shop or, or you know, whatever happens out there in terms of all of this losing power. I hope that everything went okay for you. Thankfully, uh, in my house, everything went fine, never lost power. Uh, got out and didn't have too many uh, issues or concerns uh, when I went out. Uh, streets are a lot better now than they have been. I think all of us would agree uh, on that. But it is great to be here this evening. Uh, we are um, uh, we are once again flying uh, you know, uh, with, uh, with, with the Eagles, uh, so to speak. Everything uh, looking good, feeling good. Great to be back in the air chair on this Monday evening. We have a great show for you tonight. So I hope that uh, you are tuning in or, or will tune in and check us out. You know, there are many ways uh, that you can get this live piece of radio broadcasting. The first way, of course, is uh, right now on the radio, if you're listening on that side, 91.7 on your FM dial, WYXR. Uh, we are on live. We are also on live on the WYXR app. You can catch us on the TuneIn app as well. And uh, we are broadcasting tonight on Facebook Live. And when the show posts uh, the next day or so, you will uh, be able to see us wherever it is you get your podcast because you know we're actually a podcast. So that's a good thing. And we'll also be on uh, YouTube uh, as well. So uh, as we move into the show tonight, uh, I think we have a good one for you. Hopefully, uh, we'll actually be um, here consistently for the, <laughs> for the next few weeks if we don't have any weather issues or other issues. I know we were here uh, one week, and then, of course, last week we had all the bad weather and we couldn't get around, and uh, so this week we're back. But on tonight's show, uh, I think uh, I hope that you think it'll be a good show. We have the mayor, the Honorable Mayor of the City of Memphis, joining us in just a few minutes. He uh, is Mr. Paul Young. Uh, and a little bit later on, we have uh, the superintendent of education for Memphis and Shelby County Schools. Her name is Tony Williams. She will be joining us as well. And a bit later on, uh, we'll have a, a young man who is just 
plain smart. This kid uh, won, he's a scholar award winner in science, and his name is Evan Wu, and we will talk to Evan uh, about his accomplishments uh, as well. Uh, so, yeah, not a bad lineup. Sit back, relax, uh, let me do the work uh, for the next hour or so, and you sit back and you just chill and take it easy uh, and enjoy yourself. Uh, but, you know, as we prepare to start the show, as we always do, uh, we like to salute folks who are celebrating that uh, trip around the sun. When you uh, celebrate another trip around the sun, guess what? It's a pretty big deal. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah, I'd say so, too. Uh, so we like to shout you out and let everybody know that this is your very special day. But I can't do that without saying, hit it, Brent. Happy birthday, happy birthday is going out to the following folks. Councilwoman Jerry Green is celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday, Jerry. Uh, Willie Banks is celebrating his birthday today. Happy birthday to Gabby Williams. Uh, to my guy, Craig Little, celebrating his birthday today. Y'all know Craig. Uh, doing great work out in the community. Happy birthday going out to Julian Forrest. And to Marilyn Flick celebrating her birthday today, as is Kitty Kathy Taylor Jerry. And one final special happy birthday going out to someone we all know and love. If you uh, know anything about the Barcades and their former lead singer, Larry D, as he calls himself uh, these days, Larry Dotson is celebrating his birthday today. Happy birthday to you, sir. And happy birthday to everybody who was celebrating, whether it was over the weekend, today, or this week. Uh, from all of us here at Real Talk Memphis, we wish you a very happy birthday. And we look forward to being with you next year for your next trip around the sun. Thank you, Brand. Appreciate it. Larry D celebrating the birthday today. Very, very good. So in news and notes, uh, and, and first uh, off the top here, I want to acknowledge uh, a death. Uh, Dexter King, uh, the uh, youngest son of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., died today. Uh, he was 62 years old. Apparently, he had been battling uh, prostate cancer, uh, and he uh, succumbed to that uh, earlier today uh, out in Malibu, California. As again, he was he was 62 years of age. He was the 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 son. If you didn't come to the name didn't necessarily come to mind. He was the son uh, of uh, Dr. King and Coretta Scott King that looked the most like Dr. King. I mean, he was spitting image of his father. So anyway, uh, our condolences uh, to the King family and may his memory always be a blessing. All right. So we were talking about the weather. Let's talk about the weather. Uh, you know, uh, first we had to deal with the ice and we had to deal with the, the snow. And, and many people got, what, three, four, five, six inches, depending on where you live in the county out here. Well, now on the back end of that, uh, there is a water issue, a water pressure issue. Of course, now all MLGW customers are under a boil water advisory and a boil water notice. Now, uh, the one thing about all of this is that uh, you don't have to restrict water usage. Uh, they, they have, uh, you know, you don't have to preserve uh, the water or drip the water because that's going to help uh, the low water pressures. Earlier this afternoon, we heard that pressures are starting to rise uh, throughout the city and the county, which is a good news thing. And maybe by Thursday, uh, depending on the testing, uh, we will be out of the boil water situation. They, they advise that you boil water one minute. Uh, before you drink it or consume it in any kind of way. So we will keep an eye on that situation and let you know how it uh, transpires. Uh, let me see here. Oh, by the way, the Slave Haven, 
which is a, a civil rights museum in our city. It's been here for a very long time, run by Elaine Turner. Uh, caught fire yesterday afternoon uh, and, uh, of course, uh, uh, sustained about $70,000 worth of damage. Uh, no loss of life, no injuries associated with this. Uh, obviously, some smoke damage and some water damage. And it's going to take uh, you know a bit of time to fix it and repair it. Uh, but again, uh, it'll be down for a while and we will keep an eye on that and let you know what is happening. So we're in January and this uh, is a peak month for sickness. You know, we've been telling you off and on about uh, the three uh, situations in terms of illness that a lot of people are dealing with, which is COVID, which is RSV and which is the flu. Well, Tennessee is the state with the highest level, which means it's very high of uh, flu illness activity in the entire country right here in this state. Uh, so, you know, once again, flu is a big deal. Uh, a lot of flu uh, cases in and around uh, the country, but in particular in this state. Uh, I had COVID earlier, uh, right around Christmas. Uh, and then let me just tell you something. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't suggest it. That's all I can tell you. Uh, this version of uh, COVID, uh, and I did have my booster and I had my flu shot on, 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 on the front end of that. But this version of COVID uh, is like a bad cold. Uh, and it, it really put me down uh, for, for a few days. And I was thankful uh, that I had the booster uh, because at least it kept me from having to go in the hospital. And that is always a good thing. Uh, let me see here. What else we have? Okay. Um, back in July, uh, and I don't know if you all remember this or not, the city of Memphis. Remember there was a big recruiting drive, as there has been for a while now for uh, Memphis police officers. We need more officers on the force. Well, uh, in July, uh, Mayor Strickland's administration, uh, they, uh, they sent some folks to Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, to recruit officers. I never quite understood the connection between Puerto Rico and Memphis police. But in any event, they sent about 15 folks on a fact-finding mission to go down to Puerto Rico and try to recruit some folks to come here and be bilingual police officers. Well... That trip didn't didn't do very well. As a matter of fact, there were zero recruits from that trip uh, to Puerto Rico. Fifteen employees uh, from the city went down there, and uh, guess who paid for it? Yes, indeed, uh, taxpayers at, uh, with the at the at the at the expense of fifty thousand dollars. That trip uh, with flights and meals and tips and hotel rooms and whatever else cost taxpayers fifty thousand dollars. And not one recruit did we hire for that. Now I'll let you, I'll let you work on that one all you want to. But in any event, that was in the, that was the story in the paper today uh, that I'm sure many of you uh, probably saw. Uh, and in sports news, of course, uh, uh, the University of the Memphis Tigers played yesterday. They played Tulane and they lost by two. That's the second loss in a row. And the Grizzlies, uh, who are in Toronto tonight, playing. They continue to lose. So, um, and I honestly think our, our season is a, is a bust. So if you want to go out there and just kind of watch them and hang out, you can do that. That's news and notes for this Monday evening. Very happy that you are with us. Uh, we're going to get right into it. Uh, when we come back after our first break, we are going to talk to the Honorable Mayor of the City of Memphis. His name is Paul Young. My name is Chip Washington. You know who you are. We'll take our first break, and we'll be right back.
If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Located on the second floor of the Crosstown Concourse, the Memphis Listening Lab is a curated collection of music and music history that is open to the public six days a week. Vinyl Happy Hour happens every Friday between 3 and 5 p.m., where guest DJs from around the community will spin some of their favorite records. More information and a complete listing of upcoming events at memphislisteninglab.org. Shannon and Cecilia here. Do you love stories featuring community changemakers in Memphis? Don't miss Just Bluffin', a feel-good podcast found online in the WYXR Podcast Network. Access all our podcasts at wyxr.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening in the city, rainy Monday evening in the city. Chip with you. Uh, and as I alluded to at the top of the show, <clears throat> we are very happy uh, and fortunate to have our new mayor, uh, newly elected mayor uh, of the city of Memphis. He is the Honorable Paul Young. And Mayor, Mr. Mayor, it is uh, great to see you. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. I really appreciate it. Always, man. I'm glad to be here with you, as always. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, so, you know, you've been in office now just about a month, barely, right? <laughs> just a few days. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, boy, you've had, a, you've had a lot to to deal with with this storm and, uh, you know, in particular this snowstorm and a lot of uh, everything that goes along with that, of course. And it looks like we're starting to slowly come out of the end of that, uh, which is good. Uh, how had that experience been for you? It seemed like uh, things uh, worked pretty well, uh, would you say? Yeah, I think I think overall things have, have gone well. Uh, we have an incredible team here at the city of Memphis, and so everybody just jumped right in and you know started taking action, doing all the things we can to make sure people were safe. We set up our warning centers. Uh, we had teams that were out doing all they can to clear the roads and the streets, the major uh, thoroughfares. I know there were some complaints about the neighborhood streets not being able to be as uh, clear as people would like them, but. You know, we try and do what we can with limited resources. Our folks have been working nonstop uh, for the last week and a half. And so I just applaud them, and I'm honored to be a part of the team with well, absolutely that, and uh, congratulations. Your audio is a little—I don't—I don't know. It's kind of a little tinny, a little in and out. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it needs to be adjusted or something. But I just want everybody to be able to hear you, okay, uh, in terms of our conversation. So, you know, uh, right after you uh, were elected, uh, one of the things that you wanted to accomplish was uh, some of the appointments that you made, uh, and uh, and one in particular, of course, uh, the reappointment of the current uh, police chief, uh, C.J. Davis. Uh, you ran into a bit of an obstacle with that uh, in the uh, in, in their uh, th their first meeting that they, that they had in reference to it. 
she was voted down uh, seven to six. Uh, and uh, you have been steadfast. You said from the very beginning that this was the person that you wanted to lead the police department. Uh, you still feel good about the decision that you made. Uh, when uh, the city council uh, made their decision initially in all of this, were you a bit surprised? Well, I wouldn't say I was surprised. I mean, I knew it was going to be um, a lot of different opinions and thoughts. I mean, she, uh, I often say our police chief is probably more popular than the mayor. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, people definitely have opinions. We've had some high profile incidents take place over the last couple of years. So, I definitely get it. Uh, what I have tried to implore upon all of our council members and the public at large is that she has not had an opportunity to work for me, Paul Young, as mayor of Memphis directly, and I want to give her an opportunity to uh, rise to the occasion. Uh, she's incredibly smart. I believe in her. I believe she can get the work done. Uh, and we have a lot of work to do. Uh, selecting a police chief is not a small task. Uh, we're going to, if she is not selected, then we have to go the course of uh, going through a, a national search and finding the right person uh, to lead our department. And I feel like we have an incredible leader right now. We just need to get straight to work. And, you know, once we get past these appointments, that's what we'll do. I think uh, I heard her say at one particular point uh, during the questioning uh, with the council members uh, that uh, uh, there seemed to be a bit of a disconnect between uh, the uh, the uh, the officers themselves and the leadership. And, and, and she said, I want to make sure I'm correcting this, uh, that, you know, there was an issue of uh, discipline. She's changing some things around. She's she's uh, doing some things differently. And she said that a lot of them um, weren't receptive uh, to those changes, which makes things uh, pretty difficult when you don't have the rank and file uh, to support uh, the leadership. No. No, this is 100% true. I mean, we, we got to make sure that we get the rank and file to believe in and buy into all of the things that we want to achieve. And one of the things that I've talked to her about and I've also talked to many officers about is that a part of what we're going to be doing is making sure that we uh, change the way we communicate, both internally and externally. We want people to know the things that we are doing, understand what the end goal is, and figure out how we can get more buy-in as we make the changes that need to be made. And, uh, you know, that's a communication issue. That's one of the things that I believe our administration is going to be help, helpful in helping to address. And I know it's something that she understands and she's up to the task of doing. Would you say uh, that uh, in terms of the overall uh, public, and you mentioned it at, at the top, uh, the community it, itself, and of course, you know, when you ran, uh, one of the things that people really appreciated about you was the fact that you know this is not a me thing, uh, this is the we thing, and and we're all in this together. Uh, so the community buy-in is extraordinarily important. Uh, would you say that there is a bit of a disconnect though in terms of the trust factor between the community and the police department, given uh, some of the uh, incidents in the past? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that's. There's no question that there are issues with trust between the community and policing. That's something that we're going to be working very hard to repair and damage. And it's not a new thing. Like that didn't just start right. uh, with with this chief. I think there's something that has been historical, particularly in African-American communities like the ones that I grew up in. Uh, but, you know, we know it's an onus of responsibility for us to gain that trust. And that's why uh, when things like the ordinances that were approved last year, 
um, in response to the uh, tragedy with Tyree Nichols. That's why I am supportive of those things because they were approved by city council in an effort to repair uh, broken, damaged relationships. One of the things that uh, came out of the Tyree Nichols tragedy was uh, an investigation being launched by the Department of Justice uh, into the patterns and practices uh, of the Memphis uh, Police Department. And I'm sure, as you said, you've had many conversations with with Chief yeah. Davis, uh, you know, in reference to that. What would you like to see uh, as in, in results of that? I guess depending on what, you know, what types of recommendations the Department of Justice has. But but what would you like to see as the end result of that? Um, I, I think the most important thing is for us to continue to be proactive to make sure that we are doing the things that we need to do to make sure our police department is uh, following the 21st century policing practices in advance of them even coming out with any of their findings. I want, I want the DOJ to see that we have a police department that's already headed down the right path. I want them to uh, acknowledge some of the actions that we're already taking and certainly any recommendations they have. We, want to be um, responsive to their recommendations. But at the end of the day, we need to have a collaborative process, which mm -hmm. is part of the reason that I'm also uh, recommending Chief Davis, because she's been in the conversation. She's been in dialogue with the Department of Justice. And it's really important that we have a collaborative approach. Uh, you know, going through a search for a new police chief creates more instability within the department. We want them to know that we have a stable police force a stable police leadership team uh, that's ready to take action to do the things that we need to do as a community to show that MPD is headed in the right direction. One of the things that you stated that you wanted to have, and I guess you're in the process of, of selecting, is uh, someone to work uh, kind of along with her, public safety. Uh, talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that. Yeah, so so a public safety advisor, someone yeah. that will work directly within the mayor's office. So this is someone who is outside of the Memphis Police Department that's helping us with all of the public safety related matters. And the, the reason that's important is because when we talk about public safety, we often talk about the police, but policing is only one aspect of public safety. Mm -hmm. Police respond to things when they happen. We need to have a proactive approach where we're actually intervening and preventing uh, folks from headed down these wrong paths. And so, what I will from our public safety advisor is someone who's going to help coordinate with the other systems, with the nonprofits that are doing intervention work, with the courts that are, you know, handing down rulings on cases, with the district attorney, with all of the, the state legislators that are coming down with law. There's such a broad spectrum of things that impact public safety. And I need somebody on my team who's thinking about it comprehensively every day, not just the law enforcement side. And speaking of uh, the collaborative effort, uh, we have seen and we have heard uh, from many factions, uh, from the district attorney to uh, the Shelby County uh, Juvenile Court Judge uh, Sugarman uh, and, and many of the concerned citizens, the school board members and a lot of other folks uh, about trying to get a handle uh, on this juvenile crime uh, that we're dealing with uh, these days and how to be able to communicate with these young people. And I've heard you say this in the past, too. You know, in order to be able to uh, have a, 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 a conversation of understandings, you have to meet these young people where they are. 
Uh, but mm-hmm. a lot of but 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 I mean, I, I, a lot of folks are talking about it, uh, and I know you've been talking about it as well. But do you really think that you can galvanize all these forces together? You having these meetings, uh, you know, now with a lot of these officials uh, every week. Uh, but what do you hope to uh, gain uh, from all of these uh, folks in the same room at the same time moving forward? Well, I think ultimately when it comes to our young people, um, our young people can't be what they can't see. And so mm. we need our whole community to step up and show show them different alternatives. I, I said this earlier that our young people are making logical decisions. And sometimes that sounds crazy, but, but if you have the two options of somebody over here getting it the wrong way versus not getting it at all, then you just go get it however you can. And mm. so we need them to understand that there are different paths. Uh, I also believe that it's important for us as leaders, for the whole spectrum, as we have these conversations, it can't just be all of us government officials sitting in the room coming up with these ideas. We need to talk to the subjects of our conversation. We need to engage young people as a part of the solution. And so those are things that you're going to see from this administration as we move forward. Finally, before I let you go, uh, back to uh, Chief Davis, uh, do you feel pretty confident that in the period of time that has passed between the first meeting and the meeting tomorrow that uh, there will be a more unified meeting of the minds uh, uh, with the city council in reference to her reappointment? Well, we're sure working hard. I mean, I don't want to put odds on on how the council uh, (laughs) will respond, but uh, we've been working hard. We've been having a lot of conversations and you know, what I want to implore upon the council is that they have a partner in the mayor's office and if things don't go as we need them to go, we will make a change. And uh, I need them to trust uh, that I am going to be the partner that I say I am. The Honorable Mayor Paul Young, mayor of the city of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, mayor, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to visit with us tonight. And our listeners, I uh, really appreciate you. And I look forward to talking to you uh, down the road uh, during your administration. Most definitely. I appreciate you, brother. Have a good one. You too, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate right. it. Mayor Paul Young, ladies and gentlemen, and you heard what he had to say about uh, the future of law enforcement and the future uh, of our city as a whole. So uh, I'll leave it to you to decide what you think about all of that. Uh, as we go to our first break and uh, when we come not our first is this our first this is our second break when we come back uh, we will uh, talk about another aspect of all of this with the superintendent of education for Memphis and Shelby County Schools. her name is Tony Williams my name is Chip you know who you are don't go away we'll be right back If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. The On Stage at the Halloran Center season presents the Memphis Songwriter Series, hosted by Mark Egger-Stewart. Mark and his musical guests take audiences on a journey behind the music, sharing personal stories and introducing new works. The third event of the season is Thursday, February 15th, and will feature Susan Marshall, Andy Ratliff, and Reba Russell. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. 
Programming on WYXR is brought to you by a grant from Arts Memphis, who has been working behind the scenes for 60 years to grow the foundation of Memphis arts. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening in the city. Chip with you, and uh, I'm glad you are along for the ride. And uh, I'm very happy to have our, our next guest with us. Uh, she is uh, someone who advocates every day for uh, the children uh, uh, of our city uh, and our county. And I really appreciate her being here. This is the first time she's been on this show. We're going to have to change that. Uh, but uh, please welcome to the show uh, the superintendent of education for Memphis and Shelby County School. She is Tony Williams. And... Miss Tony, it is lovely to see you, and thank you for coming on the show tonight. You kidding me? We're definitely gonna have to change that. So <laughs> I look forward to all of my invitations, Chip. I know that look, we've been going back and forth with some of this snow and this weather, but definitely, I'm proud to have an opportunity to speak with you this evening. Well, thank you so much. I know it's been a bit busy for you. First things first, uh, uh, Tony. Uh, is there going to be school tomorrow for Memphis and Shelby uh, County? Listen, I have gotten so many text messages, so I am going to tell you for your listeners that are my family and friends, please stop texting me. We are <laughs> going to have school tomorrow. School is open and back in session tomorrow. I am sure that a lot of folks are very happy to hear that, especially a lot of parents. Go back to school. Go back to school. Yes, Absolutely. It's, it's funny. I've, I've uh, you know, just in, in just passing, some of the parents are saying, listen, when are you guys going to open school? And some parents are actually saying, you know, I'm enjoying my baby at home. So <laughs> but either way, Chip, we're just excited to have them back tomorrow. So yes. school is session and open for all of us. There are a couple schools um, that we will, maybe about 10, uh, give out a late uh, evening call because we're working with MLG and W just on that water pressure. Sure. But, Sure. Overall, we're updating parents. You can expect the text message. Absolutely that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we sort of broke that here on the show. I'm a, at least I'm going to claim that anyway. <laughs> while, while, while the superintendent is here, absolutely. So, uh, you know, there have been, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, there's always a lot of challenges, uh, you know, in terms of, of the job that you're doing. Uh, let, let me just start at the beginning in terms of this school year. Uh, overall, uh, how would you say things uh, have have been going in terms of your agenda? Uh, and I want to get to an important press conference you held uh, about two weeks ago. But just generally speaking, uh, in terms of the curriculum and in terms of how things are going overall in the school district, uh, how would you uh, assess that? You know what? This school year, I'm, I'm extremely excited. But Chip, I'll even take it back to the previous school year. I, I'm excited about some of the opportunities and the wins that we've had. Uh, we got two new high schools coming on board yeah. as mm -hmm. well. The first in 10 years, that's your North Region High School out in the Frazier community. Okay. Uh, your Cordova High School as well. We've had an opportunity to settle a long-standing dispute of the Germantown schools. Uh, that's Those are some wins. We had a historical teacher compensation. You can't do this work without the 6,000 teachers. So let me do a plug and a commercial break to say, teachers, I know you're coming back tomorrow. We're excited to have you. But we cannot do this work without you. Shout so out to the teachers. That's right. Shout out to the teachers. Look, the battle is won in the classroom. And so we had a 
a large historical investment or teacher compensation. And going into this year as well, those, those are some small wins, uh, rather big wins, Chip, but going into this particular year, the agenda has been around infrastructure. Now, as we are struggling around the infrastructure of our city, yeah. I will be remiss to, to get on here and not talk about the infrastructure. We have over 160 schools, 200 facilities, and a lot of them are over 100 plus years old. So as we're trying to figure out pipes in our homes, we're trying to figure out pipes in schools. Yeah. So our, our students really deserve an opportunity to be in 21st century buildings. And so I'm always going to advocate for that. And that's this year's agenda, the funding and making sure that we continue the momentum of getting brand new schools and brand new infrastructure for our students and learning environments as well. Are people uh, in, in the position to be able to make that happen hearing you i know that you know hearing and listening are two different things but uh but it is very important uh, a lot of our schools are, are very old in, in, in structure uh, and yeah. you have always been an advocate for saying look our children need to be in an environment for learning uh, and that is why uh, this infrastructure uh, situation is, is so is so critically important but are the legislators listening to you are the people who who write the checks uh, uh supporting your effort I think so. Just think about it. The the first of two new high schools. That's big. That's big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our county mayor definitely uh, he supported the transition of Germantown schools by giving upwards of seventy seven million dollars. Right. Yes. Then, then definitely coming behind that back to back and just advocating and sitting in these back rooms with county commissioners, school board members. They are definitely wanting us to move forward. But the biggest thing and the biggest challenge that I I will always take on for accountability is really expressing the need. A lot of our legislators, they're saying your infrastructure is so large, Chip, that tell us a little bit about all communities, not just one community. And that's one thing that I'm doing is going in all of these different nine districts and talking to community leaders, business leaders, and really pulling parents, students to build out the advocation of, you know, our infrastructure and really sit down with even city councilmen are on some of these committees alone. I know that uh, Mayor uh, Paul Young just left off. So definitely even having discussions with our, our newly elected mayor. And so I'm really excited about the promise and the hope that they will be writing some of these checks. So, you know, uh, we have all uh, been affected uh, by uh, the violence that we've seen in our city last year was a particularly bad year in terms of that. Uh, You had a press conference a couple of weeks back, uh, and one of the most disheartening things uh, made me pause uh, that I heard you say uh, was that you lost 22 uh, students, uh, school-age students uh, so far, well, you know, well, last year and going into, in, into now. Uh, and it's heartbreaking to hear that. Uh, and uh, you issued a call to action. Uh, you had school board members and a lot of other folks uh, standing behind you, with you, in support of you. Talk to me about what made you decide that it was time uh, for you uh, to step out now and, and say, look, we have a problem here that we need to take care of. I think that uh, as a leader, sometimes you get a little jaded, um, Chip, and I'll be honest with you. We're used to solving some of the problems in silos, mm-hmm. and really attacking them. And and I will say that I've had the opportunity to say, as the chief financial officer of the district, let me make sure that I am carving out, you know, upwards of twenty two million dollars for 
a lot of the supports that's going in the classrooms, but also the social emotional supports like counselors, behavior specialists, right? You know, attendance task clerks to just make sure they're calling parents to bring, you know, uh, students into school. So we've come up with a myriad of supports to help uh, you know, parents and, and students with some of these issues that are poverty and crime related. But just think about it. We're working in silos. The city is working in a silo. The county is working in a silo. So we think that we're fixing these these problems and adding solutions and resources to our city. Mm. But, you know, just thinking about, all right, you know, we've we done that in one fiscal year. You know, we, we're talking to county leaders in another fiscal year, and we're just really trying to, you know, make sure that we support our students. But then, Chip, Think about it as we go into every board meeting and we call out the students' names. I'm, I'm seeing the same news stories that you're seeing around carjackings in the city, deaths of our students. And, and I, you know, I, I got a little jaded at one point where I was sitting there and we do the Pledge of, of Allegiance and we do the moment of silence and we call out those names. And then I just woke up one night and I was like, God, this is not normal having to call parents, having to say, you know, my condolences, I'm sorry. You know, and just really thinking about the support. So, I, I, you know, for me, I wanted to bring light to that this is something that we deal with every single day. Right. And, and, and you know, just wanting to, to call out the action that I saw business leaders taking action. But it was a reactive, Chip. Yes. So think about it. If you're going to put more police on the street, and I, I, I support that now. I support all actions that's being taken. But it's still more reactive. And you're not fixing the the underlying issues of poverty, crime, and just really the mentorship. So my call of action is, hey, business leaders, you can sit and point and talk, but what about what are you doing? How are you ensuring that you're investing in our students and giving them job opportunities? Because when we give, when we do focus groups, we have a, a whole security department that sits down and does focus groups with our students. And we find that a lot of these issues and challenges are in the home and they need the additional support, whether it be financial support, whether that be emotional support, whether it be counseling. And so if you continue to be reactive, I, I, you know, I definitely think that we'll, as a city and a community, still have some of the same challenges. Yes, so definitely. One of the things that you mentioned uh, that is uh, is a very big deal uh, here uh, in our city and county uh, is poverty, uh, and uh, that is that is one of the the major challenges uh, you know for 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 all of us here. Uh, yeah. In in terms of uh, the academic uh, 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 point of view, uh, how big a deal is that to you? Oh man, are you kidding? Because if you think about poverty education will change in, in anybody's aspect of life and, and produce another direction for either our students, their parents. And so it's, it's so important to, we've made investments even in parental support at this point. Mm-hmm. So we, we're going back to ensuring that we offer education, adult education for parents. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, that, that is something that we've taken a turn to say, how do we you know, go ahead and support not just our students, but our parents as well. How do we give them wraparound support services? And so just thinking about where we are with students, you know, Chip, I can go down a list of changes that we've made just in my tenure alone. We've increased advanced academics. A lot of people say that, you know, some of our kids are not going to college. They may need an opportunity to have, you know, what you would call back in the day, Votech, right? Yeah, so sure. <laughs> we're expanding our Votech programs or our CCTE programs. We received like a $40 million grant last year where we're making investments. And so we're offering, you know, anywhere between electrician support, mm. welding support, 
support, mm -hmm. marketing, business. And some of our students are graduating with pilot licenses. And so for me, it's around ensuring that we meet our students where they are and offer those additional supports, whether it be a college path, whether it be a CCTE or a VOTEC path, and just making sure that we support not only our students, but our parents. So when you say, is it important to me? Listen, the hope of this community in Memphis depends on my 110,000 students. And so that's the importance of, of, of it all. Success comes, uh, you know, on different roads. And, uh, you know, the, the Votech in, in, in particular, that, that's a very big deal because not everybody is a, is an academic scholar. I know I wasn't when I was in school. So, but I mean. Look at, but, you, look, look at you now, sir. Yeah, well, you know, press the button here and <laughs> talk here. But 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 but, um, but on the serious note, that, that is a wonderful uh, commitment that you have made. Let me ask you this question. Uh, you've been superintendent now for, what, a couple of years, right, at least? It's been 16 months and count. Okay, all right, close. Oh yeah, pretty close, pretty close. What have you learned uh, since you've been in this position? Interesting, um, I, I could give you a whole list of things that I've learned uh, from a political standpoint, uh, from a, a financial standpoint mm -hmm. of how to run the system. Uh, we have over a $2 billion budget, that's my background. But what I will tell you from a leadership standpoint, and, and I'll leave that one with you, and just the biggest thing of all is making sure that you prioritize in our students first in every single decision. Sometimes it could get political. Sometimes, you know, there's there's self-interest from different interest groups. Mm -hmm. You know, during the time that I've led, I will say, uh, Chip, my number one priority has been our babies, our students, and making sure that ultimately, when I look back on this time, I can proudly say that with integrity that I've served these kids and put their interests first. And so that's 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 the biggest thing for me and my leadership and what I've learned. Well, I can tell you one thing. Uh, I've seen you and I've heard you and you are nothing if you are not an advocate for these young folks. I mean, you really are a, a, a major advocate for them. And I, I'm just, uh, uh, you know, I'm very proud of your effort. I have a, I have a teacher in my in my family, uh, you know, I've been, been teaching uh, in these school systems for close to 40 years. And uh, yeah, and love it loves every loves every bit of it, even even the tough days. Are, are still good days, uh, you know. So, yeah. uh, but listen, thank you so much for taking the time. I, I, I've been looking forward to this because, like I said, you know, I, I watch you, I've seen you, and I'm like, boy, she's she's sharp. And I and I really wanted to get you on the show. I'm glad we were able to work out the logistics. Uh, I'm coming back, kid. Don't worry. About see, it. you heard her, ladies and gentlemen. Turn your radio up. You heard her. She said she's coming back, and I really appreciate you uh, being with us tonight. And I look forward to uh, seeing you uh, and talking with you uh, more uh, in the future. And before. Before you go, if there's anything, if there's anything on your agenda, if there's anything you want to get out, if there's anything, uh, you know, you, we can help you with here, uh, all you have to do is reach out and let me know and we will take care of it. I promise you that. Look, I am going to take you up on that commitment. And look, the next time we talk, we'll be talking about the details of our infrastructure plan. How about that? I like it. I like it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tony Williams, uh, the uh, superintendent of education for Memphis and Shelby County Schools. Tony, thank you so much for the conversation. I look forward to talking to you soon. Have a bliss. You too. Bye Thank bye. you so much. Bye-bye. Tony Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, I tell you what, uh, a lot of passion in that conversation. Uh, she cares about these young people and cares about the future of these young people and the future of education here. Uh, doing a great job, um, you know, in, in her position right now. I'm really happy uh, to have had a conversation with her this evening. Uh, it was uh, very insightful and very uh, educational for me as well. We're going to take our final break of the night. And when we come back, uh, speaking of
of education. We're going to talk to a young man uh, who is just downright smart, and uh, <laughs> he just won a, a major scholar award. We'll tell you all about it on Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. I hope you're having a good time. I am myself. We'll take a, our final break, and we'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support for WIXR comes from Mad Grocer. Located in the central atrium of Crosstown, Mad Grocer features grocery staples and other finds and serves daily specials, deli sandwiches, fresh take-and-bake items, and more. Open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Programming on WYXR is brought to you by a grant from Arts Memphis, who has been working behind the scenes for 60 years to support and amplify arts events, programs, and experiences that together make a more vibrant and accessible Memphis arts scene. I'm DJ Alpha Whiskey, host of Flight Risk, and you're listening to WYXR 91.7 FM. As a nonprofit community radio station, we rely on the generosity of donors like you to keep your favorite programming on the airwaves. Become a contributing listener today at wyxr.org/donate. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening, Chip, with you. And, uh... You know, uh, when I was in school, uh, you know, uh, I was good at a few things, but not so good at a few more things. And one of the things I was never that great in is science. Well, uh, my next guest uh, didn't have that problem. Uh, There was a recent um, talent search, a science talent search uh, that was authored by the folks at Regeneron. Uh, and uh, one of our own, one of our own students here uh, in uh, Memphis and Shelby County uh, was recently uh, named as a scholar uh, in the Regeneron Science Talent Search. His name is Evan Wu, and Evan joins us uh, tonight uh, as well. And and Evan, uh, first of all, congratulations to you, uh, young man. Uh, this is a, quite a feat, uh, quite an accomplishment uh, you go to uh, MUS, am I correct? Memphis University School? That's correct. And you are a senior? Yes, sir. So how did you decide that you wanted to be involved in this? First of all, has science always been uh, something that you've enjoyed, a passion of yours? I mean, how did you you know, get involved in all of this? Um, I was more of a math guy before, but uh, I became interested in biology in my ninth grade biology class. 
and that's how I got into uh, genetic code. And my ultimate uh, research topic was on tRNA, something in genetics. Wow, that is the scene. Now, you know, for most of us, especially like me, it's like woof right over, right over my head uh, in terms of, 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 of what you're doing here. But obviously, uh, it takes a bit of a brain. We also have with us uh, Ali uh, Stifel, and uh, Ali is the director of the uh, Science uh, Talent Search uh, for Regeneron. And Ali, it's great to see you uh, and great to have you joining us this evening. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the parameters of all of this. I mean, what do you look for when, 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 when students are, you know, when you're looking for students uh, uh, to, to, uh, to award uh, in terms of science? Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks so much for having me and for celebrating your scholar in your in his hometown. Yep. Uh, the Science Town Search has been around since 1942. We're kind of the original science competition out there, but we don't just look for good science. We also are looking for the STEM leaders of the future, which Evan um, clearly is one of those if he's made it through our very rigorous application process. Uh, it's an online application, so high school seniors across America are welcome to apply. You have to have a research project, but we take transcripts, test scores, they write essays, all of that. It's a lot of work, so really kudos to Evan. Um, and then, you know, we, we take these applications, we look for um, signs of strong STEM. You have to know your stuff, but we're also looking for those potential leaders, like who are really going to be the instigators who come up with the next big idea, who lead companies, who lead our government in these kind of things that will impact all of us in the future. Um, from there, we narrow down the pool to 300, which Evan is one of 300, um, who receive $2,000 each and their high schools do too. And then uh, uh, Wednesday, we announced the top 40 finalists who compete for the largest high school academic prize in the United States for the $250,000 first place prize. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that, 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 that's really saying something. There's a lot that goes into all of this. Uh, so you did mention in Evan, uh, you did receive a $2,000 uh, 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 prize, right? For this uh, award for this. And the school uh, got, uh, got $2,000 as well. Uh, is, is that, uh, uh, Ali, is that because of, because of, uh, he came from that school. I mean, how, how do you how did you go about uh, awarding the school uh, a cash prize as well? Yeah, so it's really important to give back to the community and to continue this uh, yeah. uh, push for STEM, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea of putting $2,000 into each school um, that has a finalist across the country, and that's cumulative, by the way. So if school has more than one, then that, that racks up pretty fast. So great motivation to get your students to enter. But we want to make sure that Evan, as a role model, a near peer in his community, um, is not just where it ends, right? We wanted to, him to be kind of where it begins and where it continues for students in Memphis at his high school and others. We find in some communities it gets really competitive. Oh, this school had a scholar. We want to have a scholar next year. We love that. Yeah. We love people spreading the love and buying equipment that more kids can use. It's all about paying it forward. So Evan, uh, where where do we go from here now? You know, you've won this, and uh, you know, and and now you're qualified for 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 the big prize, even a bigger prize. But but as far as you're concerned, I mean, you know, where are we taking this? We talk about STEM, and and we talk about the future. You're you're a you're a high school senior. Have you already picked uh, what college you want to go to? Uh, right, I've applied for many colleges, but um, I haven't gotten the results back yet. So. I'm hoping to enter a prestigious college so I can make use of the resources to continue some of the research that I've been doing because um, research doesn't only give you like answers, but from those answers, you can draw new questions and those new questions might lead to, lead to other questions. So it's like a little bit of a branch from a tree. Um, so I hope to, well, the tentative plan is to become a doctor who also conducts clinical research. And um, 
yeah, I hope to continue researching genetic diseases in the future. I was going to ask you what kind of doctor did did, did you want to did you want to become, but but genetics obviously seems to be something that's that's kind of a passion for you. Uh, would that be safe to say? Fair to say? I would say so. Um, even if uh, I become like a doctor, that's well, I'm not exactly sure. I'm sure uh, I'll find my calling at some point. Yeah, but um. Genetics will always be part of my life because I uh, I take that very seriously and I love it. So, yeah, obviously you do. Uh, you know, Ali, you talked about uh, STEM, the STEM program, and we hear a lot about that these days. And I mean, it seems to be, to be uh, uh, the future. It just seems really to be a big part of the future. And a lot of STEM programs I have found, because I've talked to people about this, uh, start with children very, very young, don't they? I mean, this isn't something that is just for, you know, high schoolers or, or beyond. I mean, this starts at, 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 at school-age children, right? I'm talking about like elementary school kids. Am I correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are millions of STEM programs out there, and I think everything has its value and its place. That's really the motivating factor for so many students who we work with, we find to be successful. They enter in. Uh, there's one thing that sparks their interest, and then that's what they end up studying. Sometimes the rest of their lives, sometimes that's just the pipeline. It's everything from a field trip to your local science museum um, to maybe an internship or a speaker coming into the classroom. All of it's really impactful. So that's a challenge I put out to your community. I'm sure there are dozens of amazing programs. Scientists who are out there in Memphis, I know there are a lot of them. Um, be a mentor, go volunteer, and that's really how you get the ball rolling with a lot of this. You know, you said earlier that you've been doing this a long time. You, the Regeneron folks, you guys have been doing this and sponsoring this for a very, very long time, uh, you know, in terms of that. And it, and it speaks to uh, your commitment uh, as as an organization to say, look, you know what, we need to encourage these young people because uh, you know the future is bright, and we need people uh, that are going to discover things. Now, now, Evan, I'm not going to ask you. Uh, the, I read the the, the the project that you <laughs> that you turned in, and I couldn't pronounce it at all. So, so, uh, but but it, but it looked like a big deal. But if you had to summarize. Uh, what uh, you, it was that you submitted uh, to them that got uh, their attention? Uh, how would you describe uh, what was it? A formula? What, what was it exactly that you you submitted? Right. So um, I guess I'll explain what tRNA is first with a quick analogy. Mm -hmm. um, so if you would imagine like a big Lego manual, uh, we would call that DNA. Okay. And within that manual, each singular page that contains like an instruction for a Lego structure, we would call that mRNA. Okay. And then uh, the, the structure that you would build, we would call that a protein. Okay. Um, and the person building it following the manual, we would call that the tRNA. Does that make sense? Kind of, sort of. Uh, so, okay. so, if you, okay. so if you put all that together, what do, what do you have? What do you get? If you put all that together, what, what, what is that? That is uh, what happens in protein synthesis. So basically how a cell would make a protein um, with like an instruction from the DNA, which is what you're made of. Did it take a lot of work for you to, to do this? How'd you come up with the concept? Oh, no, no, no. This? This, was, um, this wasn't my work. My work was more so quantifying tRNA. So the last step, how much of that uh, is that in each tissue? And that was, okay, that was your, that was the, the end result of what you did? Is that what you're saying? Uh, right. So um, I just found a process using like a currently available database that people didn't think could be used to quantify specific when I say quantify, it just means to find how much of um, of that tRNA like expression. So I just found a different method, a different pipeline 
Allie, when you <laughs> when you hear him explain what he just did, and when you saw the the, the project I mean, that he did uh, to win this, does it does it does it still? I mean, even though you all at Regeneron are are, are experts in, in 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 what you do, but when you see and hear from some of these young people, some of the projects that they submit to you uh, for consideration, does it still blow your mind a bit? I mean, in terms of just how smart these kids are today. Every single year. And I think what really strikes me, like you hear Evan talk and he's so passionate about the work that he's Very done. much so, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's what we would classify as kind of basic research. Like you're studying the tools of life, right, Evan? Um, so we have students who study that kind, kind of very, very into, into the science of it, um, all the way to students. Uh, I was speaking about a student earlier today who studied bats because uh, that's what was in their community to study. So students are really finding what, what their passions are and that's what usually drives a really good project and application or really what opportunities they had to do research. And um, at Society for Science, which is the nonprofit that I that actually runs the Science Talent Search that I work for, um, we get to see students kind of come up with ideas from the beginning and carry them forward for many, many years and decades sometimes, which is really cool. But it, every year it's amazing. Well, I, I gotta, I gotta be honest. This, this has really been fun for me. I, I really, and and uh, and Evan, uh, congratulations, man. I mean, I, I'm really, we're very proud of you here, and in, in, in Memphis, because you're from Memphis, man. That's what it's all about, yeah. and, and, and we appreciate that. And congratulations, and I know that whatever you do uh, in the future, you'll be a, a, a tremendous success. So, congratulations on this award, man. Really, really, really uh, glad for you, and uh, glad you came on the show tonight. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, and Allie, thank you for all that you all do to inspire these young minds. We really appreciate uh, you and all the folks over at Regeneron uh, for what you do uh, to inspire so many. Uh, and uh, as the director of the, the Science the Talent Search, uh, kudos. Job well done for you as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks for uh, sharing the spotlight with those who deserve it, like Evan. We love to see that. Thank you both for being on the show. Y'all have a great evening and take care. Best of uh, luck uh, down the road and in the future. Really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. You too. All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, that puts a cap on a great show tonight. Man, I tell you what, we have talent in this city in all shapes and forms and sizes and and really appreciate those two rounding things out. And, and as uh, Bryn plays us out tonight, uh, this has been a nice comeback. We really appreciate uh, coming back this evening and, uh, uh, you know, after, after an unplanned week off, uh, and we hope that you enjoyed our guest and we hope that you enjoyed uh, the show. We hope that you enjoyed the information. And as always, uh, you know, I appreciate you, uh, you know, tuning in and checking us out. And uh, if uh, if we're doing a good job and you and you like what you hear, and you like what you see, you know what? Go out and tell somebody. Really, go out and tell somebody what we're doing and say, hey, have you checked out that show, Real Talk Memphis, with that uh, gracious host, Chip Washington? If not, you should do so. How about that, huh? Well, listen, for all of us here at Real Talk Memphis, uh, I want you to be safe out there. I want you to be careful out there as always. Uh, and if the Lord says so, we'll be back here next week uh, with uh, another show. And we'll try to do it just a little bit better. So, for all of us here at uh, Real Talk Memphis, for Nicole, for Lola, for Brand, I'm Chip. Y'all be careful. Be safe. And until next time, we are out.